Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I want to talk about cat grooming. But before we jump into that big old mat, allow me to introduce my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, my beautiful love, and hello to all those great big cat fans in the great big cat world. And so today we're talking about cat grooming. Awesome. You know, that's really kind of an interesting topic. And I'm glad we're doing something like that because we see that happen all the time, I think. Um, Don't you just pick up the phone and call a groomer like you do the dogs? Or wait a minute. (laughs) Haven't you always said cats groom themselves? Well, yes. Generally, cats do a great job at grooming themselves. And, yeah, that's what but, I thought. <laughs> right. But this was a topic recommended by one of our listeners, and I, and I think it's a, a valid one. And, and for all you listening, of course, if you have uh, topics that you'd like us to cover on Cat Talk Radio, please email them to me at molly at cattalkradio.com. So, are there Really, cat groomers? Come on! Yeah, yeah, they really are. <laughs> really, um, there are places you can. Yeah, there are places you can take your cat to get groomed. Um, as you know, that's a very stressful experience. Anytime you take a cat out of its territorial environment where it's comfortable, it it there's different degrees of stress. As you've seen with Pico lately, us trying to take him on trips, even though he's been traveling since he's a baby, he gets a little stressed out about not being at home, and he's always very glad to be back home. So just taking them anywhere is going to stress him out. And then, of course, you know, uh, groomers and and that kind of thing, that's even more stressful. So if you happen to live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's actually a really great mobile cat vet and she does she specializes in cats and she's certified and that kind of thing and the business is called loving cat care you can check out their website lovingcatcare.biz or write this down her phone number is 214-957-5750 and she'll come to you which is absolutely great but mostly yes cats do groom themselves So how do cats groom themselves? Well, you've probably noticed how rough a cat's tongue is. And and if you look at that tongue under a microscope, it's actually made up of really tiny, sharp barbs. And it it actually looks kind of like a comb. And the barbs face backwards. So they, they actually bend and grow in a direction down towards the cat's throat. So while the cats are licking themselves, they're actually brushing themselves with their tongue. And you know, they spend about five hours a day grooming and cleaning themselves. That's a lot. It is a lot. That's more that's than we crazy. Did. <laughs> that's crazy. And, you know, that's the only thing I know that associates, you know, cat grooming is just watching the kitties groom themselves. I didn't know any of this other stuff even existed. So do cats need to be groomed from their owners also? 
Yeah, they do, especially if you have a long-haired or a, a real dense, thick-haired cat, because that hair can mat up, and that and that's painful. And and when you've got a cat that's badly matted and it hurts, you're you know you might be seeing some behavior issues, some aggression cropping up, and things like that, because it. It hurts when their hair gets all matted. So keep those fine, silky-haired cats brushed. And, you know, if you can, start them out early. If you have a kitten or young cat, brush them often so that they learn to enjoy it. You know, you can do anything kind of of systematic desensitization with cats. In fact, I never wanted Tabasco to be scared of the hair dryer. So I started by just turning it on for a second and then petting him. And actually what I was doing was I was brushing him with my brush. Well, eventually he got to every time he turned the hair dryer come on, he would come run and find me because he knew he was going to get brushed and he loved to be brushed. <laughs> so you can absolutely condition them to like it and and have you know have fun with it we we haven't done a good job exposing pico to a brush um you know i do it every now and then but his fur is just so magnificently short and silky haven't really felt the need to but but start out early um be sure to brush with the fur you know in the direction it grows don't brush it backwards or do anything silly like that brush it with the direction it goes you know use light pressure and and be sensible like you know don't necessarily brush the tummy because but even though that is a place where you get common mats down you know kind of in the creases where the tummy and the tops of the rear legs meet and the front legs there there are a lot of mats in there but sometimes cats are real sensitive in their stomach and don't forget the tail you know you run the brush down the cat's back go ahead and just put your hand on the back side of the tail and run the brush right up to the tip of the tail you know there's there's going to be all kinds of areas, though, that your cat is sensitive, like their legs and feet. So just go, go slow and don't forget to give treats while you're doing it because that's the thing that can make them enjoy it. You're pairing that thing that they may not like with something wonderful like a treat, and then eventually they're going to like it. And start off with little slow, short sessions and then increase that time as you go on. And it's not just brushing. You know, we're talking about grooming in general. F- under that category, of course, is nail trimming and you know, in the wild, they their ten their nails actually trim themselves because they're clawing on trees and they're doing a lot more climbing and jumping on things that keep the nails short and all their hunting and things like that. But when they're indoors, they tend to grow really long, especially if you have them on a good diet. You know, if you feed your cat raw food like we do, you know, those nails they grow. They're getting lots and lots of of protein and things like that. So. You know, you need to trim them probably at least every three or four weeks. Some grow faster than others, again, depending on diet and stuff. You know, and for sure, don't let them grow so long that they grow into the foot pads because I, I have seen that, and that's that's painful and, and, and nasty for the kitties. Hurts. That, you know, that sounds nasty, and sounds like it would hurt, too. So, you know, I could see where that uh, could be a big problem. So if a cat has short hair, do you still need to brush them? Yeah, you do. And I need to do a better job of doing that with Pico because it does help to get rid of excess hair. 
And it's good bonding time with your cat. And it stimulates the skin. So, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good idea to brush them regardless of the length of their hair. So how do you get rid of the mats? Well, there's lots of different methods. Um first thing you should do is you can actually help prevent mats by adding omega-3 fish oils to your cat's food and or feeding them a raw diet. You know, that that and omega-3s, one and or the other, does wonders, wonders for a sleek, shiny coat. And, you know, there's several brands of dematting combs. There's the Furminator. Um, you know, metal tooth combs, I would say, pick at it really slowly so you don't hurt the cat. Just go slow is the main thing. Some people recommend sprinkling the mat with cornstarch or talcum powder and then pulling it up and away from the skin to, to try to loosen it and then and then cut it. But it's it's real important that you stop if the cat starts to struggle or panic. And it's best to use blunt nose scissors. You know, obviously you don't want to have sharp scissors when the cat's jumping around. Um, and it and it's tricky, you know, pulling that mat up high enough. So you, you kind of maybe want to get a comb in there so that you can almost tease the mat, lift the mat away from the skin and then leave the comb, a metal tooth comb, like a flea comb is good for this, and then cut on top of the comb. That way you're not cutting any skin by by accident. But, and again, you know, give treats throughout that whole process so the cat associates, you know, cutting the mats and this whole grooming session with something good. You know, can you totally shave the mats like our neighbors do? I think their cats mooch. Yeah, yeah, you can, and that's a good summer solution. You know, they they completely mooch is a a long haired, I guess it's a snowshoe, like a, a Siamese looking cat with very long hair, and he gets horrible mats just everywhere. And so in the summer, because it's also hot, they take him to a groomer and they totally shave him in a little lion cut. He's just adorable, and you can tell he feels better. I mean, it just difference in personality. He he loves it, and it grows back out like velvet. It's it's so cool. But if you're in a cold climate, you know you probably don't want to do that. Obviously, in the winter, unless you're going to put a sweater on him or something like that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That would be, um, it's interesting to see cats in sweaters, so that's why I was giggling for a minute. So what causes mats to develop? Well, shedding, uh, which is why it's important for you to brush your cat regularly so you can remove the the shedding hairs. You know, long-haired cats can't get rid of it all. They, You know, even in the five hours of grooming that they do, they... They can't get rid of all that excess hair that's in there that's shedding. And all that stuff causes hairballs, too. So, you know, and matting can also indicate that your cat is sick or that a disease is happening. You know, when cats stop grooming themselves, it's usually because they don't feel well in one way or another. (coughs) Excuse me. And on the other hand, they can hyper-groom when they're stressed, which can cause bald spots. So it's important to note that a mat will not just grow out and eventually fall off your cat. You you have to do something about it. It the tangles increase over time and you've really got to intervene and get that thing cut out or take your cat to a to a groomer to get that taken care of. 
Well, you know, what if, what if your cat is just wanting to let, won't even let you near it with a brush? I mean, I can't imagine, you know, cats like any of this conversation we're having. <laughs> so what happens? <laughs> well, there are bath wipes for cats, but they're obviously not going to address the mats. You know, if you've got a cat that's badly matted and, and your cat is really stressed and upset about you trying to, you know, comb them out or cut them out, then you've got to call a professional. That's, that's all you can do. You know, I, this is a great big question, right? Because you get a lot of people with a lot of different opinions, and we see it actually happening uh, sometimes. But do cats need baths? Rarely. And it's really not a good idea. I mean, it, it, you talk about stressing them out. We do have friends that have a pair of Bengals and they have nightly bath time and they put the, <laughs> they fill that bathtub with hot water and put toys in it. And these cats jump in there and play with the toys and look like they are just having a ball. But they're Bengals, for one. They started as kittens. But for most cats, you, you really don't need to give them a bath. They do a really good job bathing themselves. And they need that oil to build up in their coat. So if you're, if you're bathing them regularly, you're actually removing a lot of that oil that they need. And if you do decide you want to try to bathe your cat or you need to, say he's gotten into something and, and you've got to bathe him, Put very, very hot water in there, like 102, 103, because that's their temperature. Their body temperatures are warmer than ours. We're, you know, 97, 98, and they're 101 to 103. So the water needs to be hot to our touch, and then it's not as cold and shocking to them. And obviously, don't try to put them in there while the water is running and the sink is filling, you know, no splashing or things like that, or they're going to go crazy. And I would recommend wearing thick gloves just in case, you know, your cat goes crazy. I remember I tried to give one of my cats years, probably, gosh, probably 30 years ago, a bath and asked for my mom's help. And that cat started (laughs) scratching and wanting the heck out of there. And literally ripped a vein out of her arm so um you might want to wear long thick gloves waterproof (laughs) obviously just in case things go bad you know close do it in the bathtub in the bathroom close the door in case the cat you know does get out there's not wet mess everywhere all over your your house now i like to do it in the kitchen sinks because you've got you know we have two sinks so i fill one up with hot water that's got the shampoo in it and then I have the other side with hot water for rinsing and and that way it's just you know dip and scrub and then dip and rinse and then into the towel and it's pretty quick but really you're better off to spot clean you know kind of like your carpets if you get a spot on it you don't necessarily clean the whole carpet you'll spot clean so if your cat's gotten into something you know try to spot clean it like tabasco i mean not tabasco pico i'm always calling him tabasco um (laughs) we were out outside trimming trees and he got into sap he got sap all over him oh my gosh that was crazy trying to get that sap out of him and of course a full-on bath that wouldn't have been a good idea so we had to spot clean that out of him that's a better idea so um why do cats groom other cats 
Well, I think it's a sign of affection. Um, they call it aloe grooming is what that is. And it also deposits their scent on the other cat, you know, because, of course, they're spitting when they're licking them and their scent comes on. Then it becomes a communal scent. They lick that. They do that when they lick us, too, you know. It, so it could be a territorial marker. Or, you know, like I said, a gesture to layer sense, because if you have a multi-cat household, they rub up against things one after the other, and, and that makes it where there isn't just any one individual cat scent dominating the environment. They have a, a communal scent. So I think the aloe grooming also does that as well. Okay, other than regular brushing, nail trimming, which we got and we understand, are there any other things we can help that can help us, I guess, as cat owners, in grooming our cats? Well, watch their ears. Um, they may get a waxy, blackish buildup in the ears, and you want to clean that with a, a Q-tip or, to be more safe, just a moisten a hot uh, cotton ball with ear cleaner. You know, don't go too far in the ear. And if it's excessive, it, it could, it might not just be ear dirt. It might be ear mites, and you'll need a trip to the vet to get some ear mite medication and make sure everything's going there. So ears is another thing. And also the teeth, I guess, would be part of grooming. Brushing their teeth is a really good idea and, and helps with tartar control. Wow. You know, that's you just don't think about all the things you should do with your cat. Um, is there any other cat grooming tips we should be following? Um, yeah, I would say a good tip is to do it when they're tired, kind of like <laughs> nail trimming. You don't want to trim their nails right before yeah. a meal when they're all jacked up and hungry. You want to do that, you know, kind of in that natural rhythm of a cat is hunt, catch, kill, eat, groom, sleep. So right after they eat is a natural time that they're grooming themselves. You'll see your cat eats and then they lick their chops about 50 times and then they start licking their paw and washing their face, and then that'll go down to their chest, and, and they do this full-on bath grooming thing after they eat. So that's a good time to, to you know, let them do the grooming themselves and then jump in there and, and help them. Obviously, you know, the other tip is start young when you can and use positive reinforcement. You know, give them treats, go slow, never rush. Make it a fun, relaxing time for your cat. The other thing is to leave the tools out. You know, you don't, it's kind of like going to the vet and you pull out that cat carrier and every time you put the cat in the cat carrier, it goes to the vet, which is scary. So now every time the cat sees the cat carrier, it runs and hides. Well, you want to make sure that's not the case with your brushes and your nail trimmers. You want to leave those out. In fact, put them in your cat's toy box so that they smell like your cat and or catnip and He's got his scent on him. And then, you know, show it to them. Don't just jump in. Like when I brush, I just hold the brush up and let him brush himself. He usually rubs his cheek in it. And then I take that opportunity to continue going down the side. And then I hold it out again and just let him brush himself by leaning into it. And then I go down the side again. So just, you know, and, and if your cat's freaked out by the tools, just gently touch the tool to them so that they get used to the smell and the feel of the tool touching them and just go slow. Maybe that's all you can do in the first session. And then the second session, you do that again, giving treats, obviously. 
and go a little longer and a little longer. And one of the most important things you can do while you're doing this and really while you're doing anything living your life is hold on to positive thoughts about this. Manifest a good experience. I find a lot of people when they're thinking about trimming their cat's nails, they go, oh, this is going to be horrible. I'm going to get torn up to shreds. I'm never going to go for this. And, you know, they dwell on the fear. And when you do that, that's exactly what you're going to get. So hold positive thoughts that your cat's going to like this. This is good for your cat. Everything's going to go fine. And, you know, the biggest thing people fear when it comes to trimming nails, of course, is overcutting. Because that's a serious thing. If you cut into the quick and and it, I mean, it hurts and your cat's liable to never let you cut its nails again. So it's very (laughs) important that you don't overcut the nail and it leaves an open wound and then they're in the litter box and they're getting bacteria in it and it can get infected and it can be a really, a really bad thing. So we sell on the store at catbehaviorsolutions.org. There's a behavior boutique. If you go there, you'll see these nail trimmers that have holes in them so that the nail goes in the hole and then it's a conical blade. So it it just cuts the nail while it's in the hole. But the hole is, is, they come in different sizes. So it doesn't fully open like a pair of scissors. So you can't overcut it if you get the right size. And if you have any questions, they run $20 and that's the best $20 you'll ever invest. And if you have questions on what size you should get your cat, you can just email me and I'm happy to help you pick that out. I carry, they make, you know, that particular company makes those nail trimmers up for dog sizes. I carry the ones that, the small ones that work great for kittens and cats. So um, that's a great way to just address that fear so that you don't have to worry about over trimming. All you got to worry about is getting that nail in the hole and then clip and it goes so quick and so easy. It doesn't, it's a really sharp blade too. So it, it doesn't crunch the nail. I used to use toenail clippers and, you know, it would, it would kind of crush the nail sometimes. Well, this doesn't do that. It's a very sharp blade, and it just cuts it right off. It's it's awesome. So, wow, that's I great. I think that's all the that's all the tips I can think of. I hope well, that answered our our listeners' questions about cat grooming. Well, me too. And I want to say thank you to the, all the listeners out there, and to the ones that do participate and give us. Uh, feedback and also uh, give us uh, items to talk about topics that um, more are designed for you more so than us so thank you to all the listeners Um, and Molly always again you do a fantastic job of looking and researching and finding out and and diving in and really good information Um, so thank you again to all the listeners and if you have any other topics or any other ideas, just it's as easy as this. Email them to Molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at cattalkradio.com. She'll get right back to you, let you know that she's received the email. And uh, if it's something that uh, makes sense, we will put it on this show. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'll put it on the show. <laughs> if you <laughs> okay. want to hear it, we'll talk about it. All right. Also, <laughs> be sure to like us on Facebook. We're Cat Behavior Solutions Cat Talk Radio on Facebook, and we put a lot of great stuff out there, too. So like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, check out the blog on the website. There's all kinds of stuff there. 
Also, if any of our listeners out there have learned something from one of our podcasts, please consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps us keep this show on the road. Or on the air, too. (laughs) We'll be on the road soon. (laughs) We will be on the road soon. So do this. We do all this for free. It's a free service to you. Um, There's no salaries paid out of Cat Behavior Solutions. This is all volunteer basis. Wait, you mean you're not going to pay me for this? (laughs) Only if I start getting paid first, my love. I think my contract says I get paid first. (laughs) No, Uh, You get paid in hugs and kisses. (laughs) Okay, well, then there you go. I love them. I'll take them. Thank you very much. Uh, so, you know what? We only do this for those people out there so we can help increase the bond between the cat and their owner and vice versa. So, please, yes. we're going to keep doing this as long as Shelter, shelter Euthanasia, euthanasia is, uh, is number the one number one cause, cause death of death in cats. In cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you said that in the right order. I I probably didn't. I always have a hard time trying to say things. I'm not a good harmonizer. I think that's what it is. I don't. And I I never was one of those that sang along very well either. Well, that's a good thing. This isn't a singing radio show. That's right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today and listening about cat grooming. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. That's right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com.